are back with another episode of JR Takes. As always, Ryan and I coming at you with the latest Seattle sports news. And Ryan, we finally got our man in Seattle. We got our guy. And he might be the youngest coach in the NFL, but uh, I'm, I think that's what makes me the most intrigued about him. Cutting Pete Carroll's age in half, and that's our coach. Yeah, it's like a couple people have said he could kind of be the defensive version of Sean McVay, which, I mean, given our division with uh, Shanahan and McVay in there, that's that's what I wanted. Um, throughout, From the moment we hired Pete Carroll, I was hoping we would get Mike McDonald. I was hoping we could have Mike McDonald after I watched him destroy us when we played the Ravens in Baltimore this season. So I could not be happier. I mean, to me... It was always between him and Ben Johnson, but uh, I, when the Ben Johnson news happened yesterday of him choosing to stay as the Lions' offensive coordinator, I kind of wasn't even worried because he was all, uh, McDonald was always my guy. So yeah, I just uh, I can't believe that we made a move that universally is seen as being like the best thing we could do. Like e- even fans of other teams are like, "Damn, good for Seattle." Yeah, agreed. And I want to also make a quick note that myself included in this tree, the people that are all bummed out about the Harbaugh sweepstakes not going our way, Mike McDonald was under both of the Harbaugh brothers and went to Michigan in 2021 to be the DC. That's his, that was his first DC job. And then, uh, you know what happened then? They Michigan went to the play, college football playoffs. They didn't win, but they had guys like Aiden Hutchinson on that D-line. Mm-hmm. And goes back to the Ravens for the past two seasons, and I don't know. I, I think that that is encouraging as much as someone that wanted Harbaugh. We have, like, the young the young version, so to speak. I don't know how similar he is to the two of them, but he's got to be – got to picked up – He he's had to have picked up on something if he, you know, is getting this job. And apparently he blew people away in the interviews, not just us, but multiple teams. That's so what I keep hearing, yeah. And he's a kind of a unique character in that he has this job at 36. I mean, he's only like seven years older than we are, which is mm-hmm. pretty insane. Youngest coach. Youngest coach in the league. It is kind of wild we're going from the oldest coach to the youngest coach, half the age. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also – he so he got a degree in sports management. Yeah, I saw that. At university, which is kind of unique. And he was going to go into stock trading on Wall Street before he got into coaching. Yeah, I saw his degree was in finance. Yeah, so just kind of a unique background for a guy as a head coach, but I I think that's exciting. And everyone who is a film nerd that I follow has just been blown away by what the Ravens have been doing all year. I mean, look at a guy like Kyle Van Noy. I mean, did you even know he was still playing before this season? I didn't. I thought he was done. Noy, I didn't. <laughs> Anyways, he had a resurgence season at like 45, and Jadavion Clowney, who, yeah, he was like the number one overall pick or whatever, but he's never really lived up to that status. He was like up there with Miles Garrett this year, statistically. So, uh, McDonald, the, I think the best thing you can say about a head coach is if they find a way to get the best out of their players, and that's absolutely what he did with that Baltimore defense. And, even though we'll get into this more later, even though Baltimore lost against the Chiefs, I mean, Patrick Mahomes played one of the best games I think I've seen him play. The stats don't show it necessarily, but the escapes and just the 
perfect ball placements he was getting like that's not a coordinator's fault if he's scrambling around for 10 seconds and throwing a across his body throw to a one foot window to Travis Kelsey 30 yards downfield like that's not a coordinator's fault so uh yeah couldn't be more excited yeah and uh not to mention Mike McDonald his the the history of his coaching career has been Georgia and then immediately interim had or interim uh, at uh, or not interim, but intern for Baltimore. So he's pretty much only been places that are extremely professional and expect the like the the expectation is at an all time high wherever he's been. Yeah, so, and you, you think of those locations for his three uh, assistant coaching stints: Georgia, Baltimore, and Michigan. What do you think of with all those three places? Defense. Mm-hmm. So he's been in excellent programs, and they have been really successful every time he's been a part of the the crew there. So definitely a really good track record to see. I'm also looking forward to see, you know, what we do with Gino uh, come a couple weeks from now. Because uh, I heard someone throw out some crazy theory the other day but uh, about the potential of Russ coming back uh, now that Pete Carroll has gone and out of the way. But I would just have a hard time, uh, you know, buying into that with John Schneider still being at the helm. I don't know what their relationship well, was, but I think John wanted to trade Russ in like 2018 for for the I've Josh heard, Allen pick. Yeah, I've heard rumors of that, and you know, I in a way I almost feel like the magical Russ comeback to Seattle story would be more likely if Pete was here because I never really feel like. I never really felt like those guys hated each other mm-hmm. or anything like that. It wasn't like even the, the to the degree of how Sherman was after he left Seattle. Um, I, I think he would have been open to the opportunity, but I, I just don't really see that happening. Like it'd be fun. It'd be a cool story, but um, we're moving into a new era now, like especially that Pete's gone. And I even look at a guy like Bobby Wagner and I, it's going to be totally up to Mike McDonald and, you know, John, obviously, on whether or not to keep a guy like Bobby around. Right. So it's it's hard to say because there's a totally different mindset uh, coming in for all of these decisions we're going to make. And that kind of segues into, before we even make any roster moves here, we still have a whole coaching staff to fill out. So now the most important hire we have to make is the offensive coordinator. And... My number one pick is actually a guy we've already been interviewing, and that's Mike Kafka. I think so. I didn't realize this until I looked into him a little more. He was Patrick Mahomes' uh, QB coach. Are we talking about uh, Lex Luthor? In, uh, is that what he looks like? The bald guy? In he, he, OC for the Giants? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. I guess we are talking, talking about Lex Luthor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's a hard name for me to you say. You can pull up a photo of him if you want to you know, <laughs> show the audience. It, it might be important for, for the audience to see that. Yeah. Uh, Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Mike Kafka. That's with a K. Um, oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know he looked... Okay, maybe he's not my number one guy then, actually. He's kind of scary looking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. No, but, I mean, he's done... Oh. Like, obviously, the 2023 Giants were awful, and that's why I was initially grossed out by seeing us even interview this guy. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, they had Daniel Jones looking competent in 2022 with very poor supporting cast around him, and I think Daniel Jones is terrible. Agreed. So. 
I, I think he's got the chops for the job, but he currently has an OC job, so I think they'd have to do something like have his title be assistant coach slash offensive coordinator or something like that to bring him in. Because um, beyond that, Slowick is going back to the Texans. You know, Obviously, we're not getting um, Johnson from the Lions, so I feel like there's not a ton of options for offensive coordinator. But uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I guess I haven't really thought about who to bring in as the OC. I did hear about um, when Sean McVay was hired. I kind of forgot he did this because it was you know so long ago. But he immediately brought in Wade Phillips to be his DC because he's an offensive mind. And yeah. he wants someone older to come in and just handle that. And I would like to see maybe uh, Mike McDonald do that. Maybe kind of mirror that and bring in an older offensive mind to run the offense i don't know i don't have any guys in in name or in mind right now but uh, what do you think about chip kelly i you think that's a little unhinged it's a little scary to me i'm not ready for that i think it'd be scary but i don't know there's something about it would be kind of enticing to me just because it's it would be fun and we'd be such a unique team running Mike McDonald's defensive schemes and Chip Kelly's weird-ass fucking offense. Yeah, I feel like it would be like giving like a 16-year-old like car keys to a sports car and being like, all right, drive me across the city and don't crash. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little frightening. But, but I, it would be I don't fun. know. I, I'm just scarred by the Chip Kelly college offense that was the Eagles 10 years ago, and it was terrible. So Yeah, that crashed and burned pretty hard. But – but I, I mean, know. hey, well, Nick Foles had a pretty crazy season with him, so you never know. But I don't know. There's just for me, there's not that many names out there that I'm like super familiar with. So those mm-hmm. are kind of the the two guys I've had my eye on. Um, so yeah, I get, I don't really have any more thoughts about the McDonald hire other than I'm I'm fucking stoked and kind of can't believe it. But uh, you you have anything more you want to say? Not too much on Mike McDonald. I am uh, excited to see who. Obviously, he brings in over the next couple weeks, but um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what what he does with the with the team and who he brings in. And his first press conference, because I don't even really know what his voice sounds like. Yeah, like, we got like a whole guy to get to know here. So yeah, when is do you know when that's happening? It could be today or tomorrow, for all I know. Yeah. But probably tomorrow is my yeah. guess. Well, with that out of the way, um, I guess we'll get to the teams that are still playing and still and were just eliminated the afc championship and the nfc championship um it was exactly as you called it i didn't want it to be Uh, yeah i i had a sickening feeling that this was gonna happen but what sucks is it so easily could have been avoided in both games i mean i i feel like both games were a matter of um both games were just a matter of the team that lost making a shit ton of mistakes. And let's start with the Ravens because that's that was the first game. And, man, I think we even said in the last podcast, like, the main way we could see the Ravens losing this game is just by Lamar Jackson pooping his pants. And, I mean, it's not the sole reason why they lost, but... That was probably his worst performance of the whole season. And, like, for Ravens fans, that, that's that got to be just devastating because they kind of went through this in his other MVP. Well, I mean, he's not for sure to win MVP, but likely 
um, in 2019 when they just got, you know, kind of steamrolled by the Titans. Should we pause? We might as well, because I can just edit this if we yeah, keep switch, going. Switch the camera real quick. Oh, we got it. Is it, is it what rolling? What happened? Should uh, we maybe... The battery died. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll edit this and fix it. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I thought Lamar really kind of, beyond a few flash plays, just didn't didn't offer a whole lot and took way too many sacks in this game. They didn't really run the ball at all. It was weird. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, they were the best run team in the league by a landslide, and they went away from what they were good at. It, and it's weird because when they did run the ball, it seemed like it was working pretty well, I mean, mm-hmm. at least to my eye, so... Yeah, I from the moment that game started, the Chiefs just looked better, like all phases of the game. I keep seeing people complain about the NFL being rigged and the Chiefs getting all the calls. The Chiefs won; they're the better team. I've I, I have seen dozens of games that you could say were more rigged than that one. There was yeah, the there Bengals was nothing... game last year was way worse than what that was. That was just the Ravens just played bad and the Chiefs were better. Yeah, I mean, the, the the refs didn't make Zay Flowers fumble on the half-yard line. Mm-hmm. He, they didn't make, you know, Lamar Jackson throw into triple coverage when they're driving to score the game. That was one of the worst throws I've ever that seen That was vintage make. Lamar's a running back throw. That looked like Brett Favre, like the bad <laughs> Brett Favre. <laughs> like playoff Brett Favre after the 90s. Yeah, uh, the, the AFC Championship game I thought went about as much as I – thought it would um yeah but i mean there, I've, i don't think i've ever seen a game more carried by like a quarterback tight end combo than this one because the mahomes to kelsey connection was just unreal in this game like i'm sick of the chiefs i'm sick of both of those guys to be honest well, but i i mean even as a little bit of a hater i couldn't just help but be amazed by some of the plays they made out there yeah i feel like in our defense like I don't hate the Chiefs that much. I just hate that we went from Brady Belichick for 20 years to now Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes for probably another 20 years. And it's just like, can we just have like normal people play this game for a little while and have some variety? Some and- parody? Yeah. yeah. Especially in the <laughs> AFC. If you look at the AFC Super Bowl participants since like 2002. It's like four quarterbacks. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> fucking crazy. It's I think it's Brady, Mahomes, Manning, Flacco one time, and Burrow or something. And, and, Ro- and, Ro- and Roethlisberger. Yeah, and that's it. Like yeah. You literally just named all of them, I'm pretty sure. It, I guess if you go all the way back to 2002, it was the Raiders, and I don't even, was it Rich Gannon? I don't, yeah. I don't remember. But like after that. Yeah, God, because 03, 04 was Brady, 05 mm-hmm. was Roethlisberger, Manning. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <It's ugly. laughs> which is kind of, which again goes to show how great Mahomes is unfortunately because now the AFC's loaded with talent at quarterback mm-hmm. and he's still beating everyone. Yeah, so. I think this is one of the more impressive playoff runs I've ever seen because they had to win 3 games, they had to go on the road for 2 of them in games that they were not favored. Pretty wild. Um and then just flipping over to the NFC. Whew, this one hurt, man. There's, I I feel for the Lions fans. There's no team I feel like that deserves a Super Bowl berth more than them, given how terrible they've been. First 0 and 16 team ever, and to be up 
24 to 7 at halftime and just it's it's not even like there was a bad call or or you know some sort of just like crazy thing that happened it was just unbelievable fuck up after unbelievable fuck up for like four drives in a row and all of a sudden this thing was tied in like six minutes it was wild so it starts starts off with that just i guess if there was just bad luck fucking 48 yard deep pass hits a defender's face mask and gets caught by Ayuk on to the, like the two yard line like there was never more of a Brock Purdy play that's existed than that one. Holy <laughs> shit. What dumb luck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't deny, though, Brock Purdy, he could have just rolled over and died being down 24 to 7, but he didn't. He sure. came back and showed composure and won that game. So, as much as I don't believe he's the next Tom Brady, like he is showing that he has some pretty crazy mental toughness he's got tom brady's luck for sure (laughs) like that that cannot be denied at this point but yeah i mean then that's what's so difficult about the purdy discourse because he's obviously good but then it's like the biggest play of the game is such a fucking fluke like every time with him there's something you can legitimately point to is like that's bullshit like (laughs) come on (laughs) yeah Um, but no he had some great escapes under pressure and some good throws on the run um definitely played a really really good second half and the lions man nobody could catch the ball in the second half that i think was what killed them not i don't i mean brock Purdy played a great game but the lions beat themselves they They didn't they dropped if reynolds just catches that ball when it's 24 to 7 or 24 to 10 yeah, they, prob- they probably, it might have even been 24 to 17 at that point. I don't remember. But either way, it probably turns into 31 or at least 27 to 17 at that point. We have a totally different game there. It was 24 to 10 because I remember if had they kicked the field goal, they would have been up three scores late in the third quarter. Yeah. So. And that's another thing you could kind of criticize them for is Dan Campbell's over-aggressiveness on fourth down. I didn't hate any of the of the decisions. It's just they look really bad in hindsight when you don't get either of them, and then the 49ers capitalize off of mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like it was a game of missed opportunities and mistakes, and it sucks because the teams I wanted at the outset of this playoff bracket, the least to be in the Super Bowl, both made it, and here we are. For the second time in four years, Chiefs 49ers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that being said, who you got? I got the Chiefs. I think they just they they seem to be have that destiny factor this mm-hmm. season, and you know I think the 49ers. I mean, everyone doubted them. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> I think the 49ers are were clearly the best team in the NFC this year, but um, I don't. They haven't played Mahomes, and the way their defense is played, honestly, I mean, they they gave up a lot to the Lions. They gave up a lot to the Packers. Mahomes is a different breed, and this Chiefs defense is really good this year. Spags has got them playing really well. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be like a 24-20 to kind of game, not super high scoring, but uh, yeah, that's what I got. What about you? I also have the Chiefs, but I'm going to be rooting for the Niners. Just because I'm sick of the Chiefs. I can't make myself do that. I hate them too much. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't really hate this Niners team as much as I've hated other Niners teams. I hate them, like, maybe more. More than the Kaepernick Niners? 
They're, they're like right up there. Insufferable. Dude, this version of the Niners has beaten us like five or six times in a row. I'm yeah. like seething whenever I see Boza and these fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I guess I would be mad if they beat us if we were a better team, but I've always thought that they were better than us, so I just I have a different like mindset going into it, I suppose. But um I just don't want to just so tired of seeing the same team from the AFC win every year thanks to Tom Brady. But yeah, uh I got and I can't stand Travis Kelsey. Like I like Taylor Swift more than him. Um but I do too. <laughs> uh so I got the Chiefs winning I'm going to say 31 to 27. Okay. It's going to be it's going to be a low scoring first half and then they're going to come out firing in the second half. It should be a great game. I mean, as much as I hate the uniforms that they're in. Oh, it's going to be... I hate... It's It's an ugly combo. Way too much red. Way too much red and then, like, gold. Red and gold is just gross. I've always thought that. Yeah, Lannisters out there. Yeah. Stupid. (sighs) But, yeah, uh, Chiefs winning. Pat is going to get his third Super Bowl, and then the following day we're going to hear how he's the GOAT already. And then we're going to have people arguing over... The ring factor, and it's gonna just be it's mis- just it's just gonna be miserable until next season. It's gonna be miserable forever because it's just gonna become the new LeBron Jordan debate but for <laughs> football, and we're gonna hear about it forever, probably. Yeah. Life yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, at least we got McDonald. Things are looking up. Um, lots of off-season content to look forward to. Already kind of diving into this next draft class, and I think it's going to be a good one. So, yeah. Many more vids to come from JR Takes. Yes, yes. That's pretty much all I had for this one. Kind of a short episode, not a whole lot going on with Seattle news. So, on that note, uh, thanks for stopping by, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Yep. See you next time.